0: Our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the gospel reading from Matthew 25. May be seated. In the name of Jesus, what kind of God do I have? That is the question in today's parable. Not which servant am I? Not, how many talents do I have so that I can see that I'm better than this guy over here or that guy over there? Not, have I been faithful enough with my talents? The question before us this morning is, what kind of God do I have? Thankfully, the answer comes within the first first couple of verses of our parable, the parable of the talents. From the very beginning, the master, who is God, who is Jesus, proves to be big hearted, B-I-G, big hearted, because his B, business, I, is, G, generosity. Generosity. Business is generosity. Big. Now the picture that we have of this master from the get-go is uh, being generous. Generous to the max. Generous beyond our wildest dreams. Verses 14 and 15. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property, To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Two verbs here really reveal how big-hearted this master really is. After all, his business is generosity. Now the two verbs that show the master's character and nature are entrusted and gave. Entrusted, gave. First, the master entrusted his property to the servants. Now, just let that sink in for a moment. That's outrageous. Ooh. So unexpected. This is so dangerous of the master to do. I mean, would Jeff Bezos ever entrust his company Amazon to his employees and just you know, Walk away! Not go to any business meetings. Not check in. Just you know, let's go away and enjoy his super yacht for you know several years. He would do no such thing. Okay. Would Oprah give her empire to her maids and her landscapers? No, of course not. But that's what the master does here. The master trusts his servants with every single penny. This master, of course, doesn't live by that motto. If you want something done right, do it yourself. He looks at his servants, every single one of them, and he sees them as capable and competent. What trust? Now, second verb that uh, really shows how ginormously generous this master is is that verb gave now it's teeny tiny it's easy to overlook it but that verb really does show how generous this master really is grace precedes anything any of the servants do this parable begins with the master's giving and what does the master give no chump change a warren buffett amount of mullah, five talents, two talents, one talent, each of the servants receiving in abundance, I mean a talent at this time, was worth 20 years of wages. Woo! No one here is short-changed or short-shrifted. They all hit the jackpot. Now these, these, these amounts... Are are quite important, five, two, one. The amounts of the talents are not arbitrary, but also reveal the master's generosity. See, this master knows intimately the aptitude of every single servant. And we know this from our text. He gave each according to his ability see the servants are not set up to fail flail flop the master has confidence that they are competent and capable to use the talents placed in their hands and we know this because what does the master do breathe down their necks no he makes like a tree he gets out of there he leaves he skips sound. And this word here for went away doesn't mean he went to the corner store to get a gallon of milk, okay? He went away, he went to a far, far away place. No micromanaging master. No demands, no profit margin goals. No book for dummies on how to use the talents. Just freedom. Freedom for these servants. And several of the servants, they they pick up what the master is putting down. And they are so tickled pink. They are excited to go and use the master's talents. Verses 16 and 17. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. And he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. What a surprising expression here. Went at once. Now we can translate that Translate that also immediately. Now packed into that word immediately is so much excitement. These servants are so thrilled. So thrilled to have a big hearted master. And so they can't wait. They go and live immediately big hearted lives. There is so much joy at the beginning of this parable. These servants are swept up into the joy of the master's business. His business is generosity. And that becomes their business too. But then we get to this third servant. Ugh. He's the Bahamba guy. This uh, servant who falsely thinks that the master is cold hearted, running a corporation, see, of O. Limitless L demands D. Corporation of limitless demands. Cold hearted. Talk about a contrast to the others. Verse 18. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, this servant, he is not bold in using his lone talent from the master. He buries his talent. Now, what in the world is this guy thinking? Now, his motivation can't remain a secret because a day is coming when uh, all will be revealed a day of reckoning, a day of accountability, the last day. And in this parable, that day arrives. Verse 19. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts the with them. The return of the master is a day. For he invites his servants to come forward to share his talents with him along with a good return. But uh, this, uh, this third servant, all he has is what he originally received from the master. The moment of truth, dear friends. Why did this servant play it safe? Verses 24 and 25. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you, to, knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. What kind of master does this servant think he has? A demanding and damning one. Cold-hearted, running a corporation of limitless demands. When the servant thinks of the master, all he thinks of is a task master, barking out orders left and right, impossible demands, crushing load, not doable. So why even try? Not even a college try. This uh, this uh, servant, he just takes, you know. The lone talent he has and buries it so that at least when the master returns he has something to give the master. This servant is driven, motivated by F-E-A-R. Fear! Fear paralyzes this servant. The fear of failure, the fear of messing it all up, the fear of going outside his comfort zone. The fear of losing the talent. The fear of punishment. The fear of the master's disappointing gaze. Now, Martin Luther liked to say that the God you believe in is the God that you, you have. Let that sink in for a moment. Because that's actually going on right here in our text. The servant, well, the kind of master he thinks he has is the master he actually gets. Verses 26 through 30. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This servant sees the master well as (coughs) cold-hearted. And so, this servant gets a cold shoulder. Tossed out into the cold to shiver all alone. To have his teeth chitter and chatter forever. Not good. Dear friends, what kind of master, what kind of God do we have? Not a cold-hearted one, but rather a big-hearted one. For Master Jesus comes not to get, but to give so that we can live as those who also, G-I-V-E, give. The first two servants believe that they got a big hearted master. And so they go and live immediately big-hearted lives. And they're not disappointed. The master is big-hearted from from start to finish, from beginning to end. That's what they discover, verses 20 and 21. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Now, the servant who had two talents and made two talents more also got the same treatment as the first servant who had five talents and made five talents more. Well done, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. But these blokes did not have to wait until the end for joy. Always joy, beginning, middle, end, all joy. These servants were already living in joy, the joy of embracing the master's big-heartedness. His business is generosity. The joy of using the master's talents for good. The joy of being valued by the master. The joy of being given the master's goods to go and share. The joy of loving faithful service to everyone the joy of expecting not less from the master but more from the master dear g l c first this is our life right here right now joy is ours today This joyful life. How is that possible? Well, you know the five-letter word. J-E-S-U-S. Jesus, because of him. Master Jesus does what the law demands and is delivered, given into the sinner's hands so that we can be delivered, given into this God's big-hearted kingdom which forever stands. The cross is actually front and center here in this parable because of a little word, gave. Gave! Right there at the beginning. That is the same word, same verb, that Jesus uses to describe his death when he gives his passion predictions. Not once, not twice, but three times. Here's one of them. Verses 22 and 23. The Son of Man is about to be delivered, given, into the hands of men. And they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day. The opening of this verse, this, 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 this parable, is to remind us of the cross. The biggest, bestest giving event in the history of mankind. You can't ask for a more big-hearted master than Jesus. I mean, look what he does. He gives himself into the life we could never live, and he dies that death we deserve to die. Yet Jesus, he he fulfills the law of God perfectly, crossing his T's, dotting his I's. He does the whole enchilada of the law from, from start to finish, from A to Z. This is his to do. His job alone. It's like, it's like his talent, so to speak. And then he takes this perfect record. This this unbroken yes to the Father. All the way to the Friday we call good. And there he dies the death we deserve to die. The, the one who gives the law, the, the judge himself. Judged. Condemned by the law. Damned. Jesus is damned so that he can live up to his name. He saves us from our sins. Saved. You saved. Be saved from our sins. Saved from death. Saved from the power of that satanic wolf. Saved from H-E-double-hockey-six. Saved. From the fear of failure for that joyful service in the big-hearted kingdom of our God no matter the amount of failure all is forgiven all means all all failure all missed opportunities all shortcomings all weaknesses all is forgiven by master Jesus after all He's big-hearted. His business is generosity. And he wants that same heart beating in your chest and in mine. And so what does he do? He gives us talents. <laughs> he gives us talents to, uh, to, so that we can go and grow as his big-hearted servants, talents that are tailored to each and every one of us. Talents that he trusts us with. And that is one of the biggest parts of this parable that really just, it's mind-boggling. Talents that he knows we are capable and competent in using for the sake of others. Now this morning, we are here to honor a life. A life that was big hearted. Art Love is our brother who used the talents from his God, from his master, with such great joy. Lightening the mood with uh, his humor, being drawn to the forgotten the lonely, the hurting, helping anyone and everyone. I mean, this is a guy that that would give his last penny if someone needed it and not even think about his next meal, not even think about where he would sleep that night. See, love for Art Love wasn't just a last name. Love was his way of life, his way of being. And all Art was doing was sharing this love that he received from his master, his master Jesus, a love that knows no bounds, a love that doesn't play faves, a love that is unconditional, a love that has no strings attached, a love that doesn't expect anything in return. A love that he wanted everyone to experience and know firsthand. And so Art bore his faith on his sleeve. He shared his faith with everyone. One of his uh, biggie talents, I would argue, is uh, this gift of sharing this big-hearted God. He uh, he didn't let anyone walk away without them uh, hearing the gospel of Jesus. really was the main topic in his life, what Jesus had done for him, what Jesus has done for everyone. No, 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 witnessing, sharing the faith may not be your biggie talent. That's okay, it's okay. But you have God-given talents. And don't poo-poo them. No talent too small, no talent too insignificant, too, no talent too stupid. Every single talent matters. After all, God actually gave us these talents. He he trusts that we can use them. He trusts that we are capable and competent to use them for the sake of others. A heart for witnessing? Use it. A heart for mathematics? Use it. A heart for baking, cooking? Use it. A heart for building stuff with your hands? Use it. A heart for listening to others? Use it. A heart for visiting the lonely. Use it. A heart that's drawn to the downtrodden, the downcast, the depressed, the disappointed. Use it. A heart for dancing. Use it. A heart for sending cards filled with so much hope. Use it. A heart that wants to just speak encouragement into everyone's lives. Use it. A heart for hospitality. Use it. Are you picking up what I'm putting down, okay? Let's live like art love. Let's live big-hearted lives. We can. We actually already are. Because we're baptized into our master's big-hearted kingdom, let's be about his business. And his business is generosity. Big-hearted, that's the kind of God we have. It's really the only God that truly exists. So believe in this big-hearted God, Jesus, and go and live big-hearted lives. Be bold with your talents. Don't, don't bury them. We have nothing to fear when Master Jesus returns on the last day. No matter, no matter the failures. no matter the missed opportunities, no matter the weaknesses. No matter the shortcomings. On the last day, we will stand shoulder to shoulder with our brother, Art Love, raised from the dead, never to die again, and we will hear the Master's voice so filled with joy, overflowing with joy. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come, come enter into the joy of your Master. Why in the world would we ever want any other God. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.